Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast and welcome back to another episode of the series Student Entrepreneurs. Uh, thank you so much again for tuning in and if you're new, welcome back. Um, so today, this is the second week of the series actually and I'm pretty excited because we've got new guests and it's going to be super exciting. So I'm going to allow our guest today to introduce herself um, but before she does, Andrea, first of all, thank you so much for being here. And secondly, if you could live in any African country other than South Africa, which country would it be and why? Okay, so I think I would actually love to stay in Namibia. And I think it's probably just um, with the uh, beautiful landscapes that I've seen there. And it's literally, I've only just seen um, these images on um, this girl's Facebook page. She used to, we used to attend high school together and we actually really? played in, um, yeah, we played in uh, concert band together. Oh, fun! We both, um, yeah, we were, we were both playing clarinet and now she's actually, I think she was, she's one or two years older than me. Uh-huh. And she's married um, now. A hectic. Good for her. Very nice right. And I always see her traveling to um, Namibia and posting pictures of what they do there and all sorts of things. But I mean, most of the time it's just her posting pictures of like the landscapes and... There's yeah, lots of the... sand, right? Like, I don't know, when I think of Namibia, I think of lots of sand. Yeah, I know. I also think of lots of sand. And I think the po- pictures that she's posted is lots of sand. It's, it's, it looks very dry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks very dry. It also looks very, a lot, like a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, you can, there's a lot of like sand sports out there. So I guess that would be fun. But then again, I don't want to go all the way there just to play in the sand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that. Else would you actually do in a movie? But I suppose that's the fun part of it. Like if she, I think if she, if I keep seeing her posting pictures of her going there, all yeah, time, then there must be something nice. <laughs> exactly. You know? There's probably yeah, a reason why she keeps going back. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure that out once I get there. Exactly, and I think culture is always good. Uh, that's probably the main reason why people travel. So. And we've already heard that you play the clarinet, which is absolutely amazing. I'd always wanted to, but then I ended up playing the guitar for like two years. Then I switched schools and I didn't like the new teacher. So yeah, now I've got this guitar in the house that I don't use. Um, <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, if you're studying, where you're studying, if you're studying, where you're from. And tell us about who you are. Okay. So um, Basically, I... We were from high school, uh, finished high school in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. And um, obviously there's always that moment that comes where you have to choose like what you're going to do the following year. Are you going to study? Are you going to take a gap year? Are you going to go overseas? It's a lot of options. Yeah. Um, for me, in my case, I did not know what I was going to do. Um, I knew that I wanted to study something. I mean, there's, I don't know, I just... Um, Always, there was always a part of me that just wanted to follow the books, you know, mm. uh, not go, not go out the norm. Because I mean, I think um, our parents have grown up like that, and they kind of influence you, yeah, in a way. So that was me growing up in my household. It was a, a thing of uh, okay, um, next year you're gonna go study, you know. There's no gap year and those yeah. things. So the thing is, I didn't have an issue with that. But then um, I was. I, I went into what I studied 
not really knowing what it was. Okay. So that was where the catch was. And um, I thought, okay, I'll just go into it. And hopefully, crossing fingers, I'd um, enjoy it. And it would actually become my passion. Yeah. Which is kind of backwards in a way. Because usually you <laughs> first figure out what your passion is. And then you go into it. Yeah. Studying exactly. it and maybe getting it, gaining experiencing experience in it and all those sorts of things. But for me, it was kind of backwards. But um, so I studied uh, civil engineering. I finished in 2017. That's when I matriculated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hectic. When you said 2012, I immediately thought about how I stressed that entire year. Because remember, that's when everyone thought the year was ending. And I genuinely believed it. Because, I mean, I was a child. I was, what, turning 13? So I was like, yes. yo, guys, I'm dying this year. Haven't had a boyfriend yet. It's fine. feel <laughs> 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 a bit old now. So 2017 is also actually a, a while back. Yeah, right? It's almost yeah, like four years back. I'm also, I feel it now. <laughs> Yeah, just just saying it is making me remember like, oh my word, 2017 is a while ago. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, so I finished studying in 2017 um, at NMU. So I've been in PE basically um, all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but then the thing is like, I realized that with civil engineering, there just wasn't much of a creative um, outlet. Yeah. Um, in the industry, there's not much that you can play with being a creative person. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of set standards, a lot of regulations. Um, being a young person and more so a young female in the industry, um, you just you just can't um, you can't get your your thoughts or your uh, how can I say your designs or your your thinking implemented very easily. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the thing with um, the engineering industry, and I don't think it's I, um, I don't think it's only with civil engineering, but I think it's oh, it's an engineering industry mentality. Yeah. So that's the unfortunate thing, and I think um, that's uh, I never I I didn't know what to do about it at the time. But I always, on the side, when I came home or in my spare time, I'd always find um, other creative uh, things to do to just um, put that energy into. Because obviously there was energy that was being built up, but I didn't know how to let loose and let go of that. Because engineering is so strict. And the thing is, I've got a strict side to me, but then I've also got a very loose side. So Mm. there's some sort of... I needed to balance, find that balance somehow, you know. So then I'd always, like, in my spare time, I'd do something creative. It could either be making jewelry, it could be painting, it could be making something, making anything. Um, and then uh, and then I started sewing. Oh, really? Sewing. <laughs> yeah, and I found sewing, and I was like, Wow. Because the thing is, um, how it happened was, I didn't go for any formal training, mm-hmm. nothing like that. I think one day I just asked my parents, listen, um, didn't, don't we have a, a sewing machine? Because I know my mother's sister passed away, and I, I know my mother took a couple of things from a place. My mother's sister was a seamstress. 
Mm-hmm. I asked her if she didn't maybe take the sewing machine. And then, believe it or not, she said she did take the sewing machine and it's been chilling in the, in the garage. And I didn't know about it. That is so the- cool. <laughs> so I took out the sewing machine. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just learn this thing by myself. I don't. I, I'm, YouTube is there. Yeah, you know, the resources are there. Let me, let me just figure this machine out. And actually, this machine is an old. I'm still busy using this machine, and it's an old um, Toyota machine. Whenever I tell people that the brand <laughs> of the machine is a Toyota, they're like, "What?" Yeah, I mean, I'm laughing now. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? A Toyota machine? Because I, I, obviously when you think Toyota, you think cars. Yes, yeah. not a so sewing like, machine. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm still busy using this Toyota machine. And um, all my experience that I've gained is through trial and error and through YouTube videos. No um, ways. I'm nice. I'm so shocked and I'm so proud of you because I, I remember my sister and I also went through the same phase. But mm-hmm. like, I think we got bored so quickly and now we, we made our parents take the machine to, there's like a, a shop somewhere in PE where they fix the machines because it wasn't working properly. And okay. I mean, we sat for, we sat on YouTube for, I think a, a few days and we kind of got bored and mm-hmm. then we're like, eh, nah. So like the sewing machine is literally sitting somewhere in the house. I don't even know where it is. So I, I kind of feel guilty that you kind of set it out and you did what you had to do. But when you were doing all of that, were you, were you, st- were you working or were you kind of just taking a break from school? Was it like, yeah. was it, was the time strain hectic or how was that whole process? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't any, the thing is like, like I said earlier, um, I was, I was my day job is civil engineering so that I do during the day but obviously in the evening that's where I be, I'm able to become like be creative and oh experience. so you're still a civil engineer yeah I'm still doing civil engineering the girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I manage my time very well you are like the true definition of get a girl that can do both. I mean, you are an entire engineer, but you're out here making cute little outfits at the same time. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> oh my yeah, word! So, so I just started sewing. I was I started um, I started making clothes and figuring those type of things out. But then um, how head came about was I just I just wanted to make um, accessories. So. Uh, I started making clothing accessories, but now I do still, like, hopefully in the future, start making clothes again. Oh, so right now you're just focusing on um, on the hats and the accessories that you're making at the moment. Yes, clothing accessories, yes. Okay, so, so okay, you've kind of told us the story already. So at what, but like what point or at what point did you decide, okay, I'm actually going to start a business? And what was the process of actually, you know, getting the business started and registering it if you did immediately? And what platforms or what means did you use to create this business and make it known? And also, how did you come up with the, with the name? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, basically, my business started formally in January of this year. So really? It yeah, it hasn't been that long. I started in January, so um, I think 
I think what happened was uh, with COVID, with the lockdown, <clears throat> I had I had a bit more time on my hands because also working from home, I could um, find more of a balance. So um, <clears throat> when work was a bit quiet, maybe, and then I'd maybe take like those couple of minutes and then just do a little bit of sewing. But it was also just, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't any sewing to actually make products to sell. It was just still uh, fun sewing and more mm. exploring. Um, and then uh, I think this one day I just made a, a hat. It was like a fleecy hat, but it was also like reversible. So the one side, I think it was like a cordray material mm-hmm. and the other side was like a fleecy, fleecy um, material. And um, I gave it to someone and I said, listen, you don't want, you want this ad? Um, and then the person said, yes. And then they were carrying on the whole time about it, how <laughs> nice this this hat is and how I should open a shop yeah. and how many how people are going to buy it. And I should really just make more hats and more, more of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, because the thing is, I, I couldn't fit the hat on, my, on myself because it's, <laughs> it's like a standard size and I've got dreads. And it's, it's oh, yes. Big. Yeah. <laughs> it was I didn't put my head so I was like okay you can have this head and then that's basically where it all started I think that was last year November December maybe mm-hmm. but a little bit earlier and then January I just went ahead with it I started um, I literally started on Instagram that was my first platform that I started on with um, selling and advertising and opening up shop basically mm-hmm. that's insane and i remember i was on instagram the one day and i just because you know how sometimes you'll get like random things that come in in between stories and then i just saw these hats and i personally love bucket hats so because i mean when i my sister and i were playing around with the machine we wanted to make bucket hats as well so then i looked at it and i was like well i mean i didn't realize that somebody was making hats because i mean like you see all of these things on pinterest but you never really see them around you locally so when i saw it it got my attention and i just remember scrolling through and i had no idea and this was i think in like ma was it march or april which is like now now and also soon after you started and in my mind i did not even like i would never have guessed that you just started because everything just looks so professional and like well put out and honestly looks amazing oh thank you thank you so much yeah but i think i think that's the thing like um i think it was a good thing for me to first play around and explore yeah instead of be like okay um after my very first item i'm going to open a shop because yeah. I think in my mind, or just me as a person, I do kind of strive for a bit of perfection. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that probably wouldn't have worked out for me. Maybe for someone else, but for me, like I knew that um, I, I can't, I can't just immediately um, sew something and then immediately say, "Okay, listen, I'm gonna yeah. open a shop." You know, I think it, it took quite a bit of uh, trial and error before I came to realization that okay this is probably something that could work because yeah the thing is like when i sew something i don't or even when i buy something like when i buy something i don't want it to look handmade i think that's oh, what, I see what, I, you mean. what i wanted to do with my items when i sewed my items um i think that's kind of like my quality check that i do that i don't want those items that i sew to look handmade 
mm. you know it must be like something that's that looks very clean and yeah. neat yeah and were you so always entrepreneurial was this always part of the plan or was it just by chance that you were like okay well now that i think you know i've got some external validation and i'm enjoying what i'm doing i can mm. maybe just try it out or at the back of your mind when you were younger did you always think that one day you'll start something of your own or not really no that was never a thought <laughs> never at all <laughs> i always like I said earlier also like um I think growing up in a household where um, my parents are used to like old school way old school ways like yeah. they um follow follow the rules of the book you know you go to school you uh, study you get a job you work for an employer there was no thought of working for myself or mm. starting a company by myself you know and also even when I when I started selling I knew um what I was going to do creatively. I had a, a bit of an understanding of how I was going to market my stuff and how I was going to sell my stuff, but um I never really thought further than that. Like I didn't think about uh maybe having like an employee, someone that helps me or um thinking about registering the business or expanding like i didn't i never thought about any of those things um, or launching a website that looks amazing oh, the website <laughs> yes i didn't even think about that <laughs> that was the other thing yeah so i think but i think that's also the the fun in it yeah leaving some of those aspects a bit loose you know so as time goes on and then you can always um look forward to those type of things or they they come up as time goes on and then you can sort it out as time goes on so yeah i didn't have everything planned out from the very beginning but as time is going on i'm picking up here and then um yeah working working through it that way so working through small goals i guess yeah no for real and I, and i think also just with what you're saying about small goals if you look at something in its entirety as a big goal <clears throat> excuse me it can be very scary and very daunting and that can kind of scare you away from even taking the next small step that you need to make so uh, i definitely believe in small goals and that being said what was the scariest thing about starting this venture and what like what were the scariest moments that you had and was there ever any doubt and even now i mean you are pretty well established and um things seem to be looking amazing but do you still have any of those doubts and if you do how do you deal with it I think the only thing that really makes me doubt the business sometimes is just those moments of quietness. And I think every business experiences that. Yeah. But, um also not being very business savvy, it still makes me a bit worried, you know. I think people that have been in the business for a long time, they are so they've grown so used to that already, you know, when the business is quiet, they tr- they oh, don't yes. press much about it. Whereas I'm still, I mean, last month um, I did very well, but now for a moment it's been a bit quiet, and it, uh, that that does scare me a little bit. Mm. But then the thing is also, um, at least I can say that I've got uh, a salary or some sort of income to fall back on. Oh yes, yeah. You know, but, mm. but yeah, it's 
you see it's got its pros and its cons because having um having a place of employment with a steady income is is nice because you know where your money is coming from next month mm. but then the thing is now you basically have to work two full-time jobs yeah you see because i don't consider my small business a part-time job it's a full-time job to me so i find my time if i work my normal eight hour day job from eight till five my other job starts from five until ten sure and that's how it goes and then weekends i'm doing my my the head the brand work on the weekends mm-hmm. So I have to be very strict with my my time and my time management skills. I have to also be quite <laughs> good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds insane. So, so I, I think that's like the, the scary part of it. But then also, um, I think, I think, I don't think there's much else that scares me at this moment. But if... If I'm to talk about in the future and actually thinking about um, making head the brand my full-time job without any other source of income, I think that will be the scariest mm. thing. Yeah, if I'm to talk about future now, because right at this moment, I don't really feel scared much about anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a comfortable space because I'm like, like you know, like you've... Um, you've heard now that I've only started this business in January, which is not a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I still need to, I still need to uh, be established in many other ways. Do you think that, um, I've heard this quote before Mm -hmm. that says when you have a plan A, you don't need to have a plan B because all the energy should be going into that one plan. Because if it, if you now have plan A, plan B, plan C, then obviously the chances of plan A failing are going to be high because your energy is so like spread out and out spread thin. Do you believe in that? Because I mean, I think for you at least, because you're an engineer, you have a very strategic way of thinking. I mean, I would like to think that as engineers, you guys think things through. I mean, if you guys build this bridge, you must be sure it's going to hold the people. Otherwise, you guys are going to get fired. I don't know what civil engineers do. I'm just assuming you guys build bridges. I don't know. (laughs) So I guess you have that skill to be like, okay, I can't fully put all my eggs into one basket at this point in time. But do you believe that, you know, it's possible for you to say, well, you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to put everything on the side. I fully believe in this little business and I'm going to risk it all and just like go into it. Oh, for me, that's a bit scary. I think I'd rather stick, (laughs) I'd rather stick to the plan A, B and Z. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, I've actually, funny you mentioned it, funny you bring it up because I've been presented with um, such an opportunity and that was the, that was part of the criteria for me to, to leave my daytime job Mm. in order to get more funding if i could put it that way yeah for my whole business and the thing the that was part of the criterion i had to leave my my um day job in order to receive that that assistance so and um yeah i thought about it long and hard and i don't think i'm gonna go ahead with it that's quite a risk hey 
<clears throat> it is quite a risk because the thing is also that it's I can't make a very informed decision because I can only look at what I've done in six months, which is not a long time. Exactly. It's oh, scary, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I can't say, oh, I've generated this much profit in six months and then base such a huge decision off of of those of those six months. Mm. Like to me, it's not reasonable. Maybe someone else is is a, a risk taker, but I in I think this has made me realize that I'm not such a huge risk taker. But I honestly, I sometimes it's good to be scared because I mean, dude, this is the rest of your life, and I know you think mm-hmm. you're old, but you are pretty young, so you wouldn't want to make such a hectic decision at such a young age. But I guess maybe the the nice thing about it is. No one can take your degree away from you. No one can mm. take away all the years of experience you've had as a civil mm. engineer. So yeah. I guess, you know, touch wood, if something had to go wrong, mm. at least you have something to fall back onto. And I think as I'm pretty young and sometimes I make irrational decisions, like the amount of times I've, I've thought about just graduating next year. I mean, I'm studying accounting and I need to do articles. I mean, my honor is to do my articles, but I'm I'm so tired of school. But at the end of the day, I do believe as as old school as my parents are, I think it is important for me to get my degree, become a CASA. If things don't work out, I have a good degree to fall back onto. And yeah. I think sometimes people want to be all like motivational and like just go into it. But guys, we need to be... Sometimes you just need to think for yourself. Yeah. Life you happens. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Life yeah, happens and you need to be prepared to, you know, do anything and provide for yourself at any given moment. And I, if anything, this pandemic has really shown us that, you know, life really does happen and you need to be prepared to be prepared for any given situation. So you can't always just be like, rah, 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 let's go and quit everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see, and that's also the other thing. That's, that's I guess, you also saying that you would rather have a plan A, B, and C than yeah. not just an A and put all your eggs in one basket. It's too scary, man. It's, it's too risky. risky. <laughs> and anyways we support multiple streams of income so i mean <laughs> let's have plan a b and c <laughs> <It is. laughs> um <clears throat> so as a young entrepreneur in south africa what has been the most frustrating uncontrollable external factor that has made this process of running your business and possibly developing your business difficult oh my word um, <laughs> let me think about that in South Africa, how has it been difficult? Yeah. I mean, for example, like load shedding. This is an example that I use all the time. Like this guy okay. I spoke to, he, he's, he bakes cakes. And because of the constant load shedding, sometimes the changes during the day, he'd have his like batch of cupcakes, the order in the oven, boom, electricity goes out. And you have to throw away that batter because you can't like wait for electricity to come back and oh, rebake it. Word. Yeah. Shame. I felt so bad for him. But like, yeah. <laughs> I would say, you. Know, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I don't want to blame something similar to that because I think his situation sounds a bit, sounds a bit troublesome when that happens. Like, yeah, flub. Least, if I have load shedding, it's, it's not too bad. I mean, yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, my machines run off power, mm. but you, I, I can't imagine having your cake in there and then you can't even like revive the cake. <laughs> 
dead of the you say revive. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is literally dead of the whole bad body. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Okay. Well, I would say in my case, I think what's made it hard is I think um, being in PE. Let me actually put it that way. Because I've noticed that in PE, people, they don't really want to support local. Mm-hmm. As much as I've seen how the, the other cities um, support local, PE is a little bit behind in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've, I've, I've noticed like um, these small little businesses in Cape Town and how well they do. Um, because of the community. I mean, your business can only do well with the community's help. Yes, especially when yeah. you're a small business. Exactly. Um, and I think PE still got to um, pick up a little bit in in that regard. Yeah. Um, there is there is assistance out there, but it's not always easy to get that assistance. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm like in my regard. Also, I I did go look for assistance out there, but um, I've been blocked by not being able to fulfill their whole criteria as they wanted. You know, and that's it's also sad because you can go there and you can argue why um, that particular point in their criteria is not applicable. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like um, that is that is something that you can argue against. They want it that way and that way only. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think those those type of things should should get you down. Mm. You know, um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm happy to be following my passion. I think I think I think being creative and now basically sewing in that yeah. So yeah, well, basically making items um, is is my passion because I really do enjoy it, and I think this is something that I've done for. It's the longest. How can I say? It's the. Let me just put my words in order. <laughs> it's the. <laughs> it's it's the one thing that I've done for the longest time, without feeling like it's a burden. Oh you know? yeah. I, I think when you find that that one thing that you can do every day without fail and you enjoy it, um, then that is your your passion. It's what you want to do or what you were destined to do, if you want to put it that way. Sure. And I, I honestly love how you said that if you really like doing something, if you really have a passion for something, you won't let all those smaller things, all those external external things get you down because at the end of the day, you know what you want, you know what you want to produce and those minor setbacks are not enough to keep you back or, or to keep you down rather. So exactly. I think that's also an indication of, you know, you are on the right path mm. because you can step over all those obstacles. So um, I think that's really important, and I think it's also a very good lesson in redirecting you as to where and finding that passion. Um, yes. Because I think for for some people, it will get you down, and that's fine. Yeah. It maybe just means your love for it is not enough. So go exactly. maybe explore something else. So yeah. we, we don't even trust what you're doing enough. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, now you have to trust yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, you 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 have to be your own cheerleader. You're not always going to have that person that says, "Do it." You know, you have to. Um, I was actually reading this thing yesterday. I put it on my bathroom mirror. Actually, it says, "Support yourself, motivate yourself." Um, what? I'm trying to look at it from here, and then the last <laughs> thing is, oh yeah, what? What does it say? I don't remember. But then it says, uh, "And pray for yourself." Like. Because it's for me as well. <clears throat> sometimes I really look out and I want people to say yes, do it, yes, do it. But yes, it's yes. not about. Someone could say, yeah, yeah, go back into the garage and start playing guitar again, and I'll be like, yo, hey, but do I really want to? But I mean, if you say I must, I'll do it. You know. <clears throat> so it has yeah. to come from within because those dark days, like with what you were saying, the days when sales look low, you need mm-hmm. to find it within you to say, you know, this doesn't matter it's just a season things will come around you know so that's super important no definitely um that is important yes and i mean there's also a lot of well for those out there that are listening there are a lot of um documentaries that they that they put out there i think you have you maybe watched um i think the mcdonald's one was called the founder oh is it I don't know if you've yeah if you've heard of it or maybe if you've watched it but no, um, I haven't. I that's also a good one to look at. Uh, that's the only one I can think of right now on top of my head. But I, there are documentaries out there about um, people yeah people that have made a success out of their business, but they've they've had so many setbacks along the way, you know. But they pushed through that yeah. because they trusted they trusted their ability to um, to make the their business a success. Yeah. There's a lot of stories out there. So people should feel motivated by that, mm, you know? And the, yeah. the thing is, everything can be for everyone. That's true. Yes, yeah, so you just need to find the right people to advise you or find the right sources, basically, yeah. to advise you, to assist you. Um, you know, take take an hour out of your day to, to learn about something that you don't know about. Mm. That, that will help you in your business. Any little bit of information is helpful. And you know what what you're saying about take an hour. An hour is, guys, it's not that much. It's literally one hour out of 24 hours. And I got, every Sunday, I get my um, my weekly report on how long I've spent on my phone. And yes. you guys, I got my report yesterday. It was so embarrassing. I've been on my phone for eight hours on average per day. Can you imagine? You, I guess. You, that's like an entire work day. That's money. Imagine like one hour per, I mean, getting 25 rand an hour and sitting on my phone. You, I guess, wow. But in my defense, I'll be doing like, for example, they're probably counting me recording this, I think. Mm. And like making a little info. But still, that's a long time. Especially if you go on Reels and TikTok. That is a trap. And that is dangerous. (laughs) Stay away. It's a trap because the thing is, you watch the one video and the next video is already there for you to watch. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh, guys, it's fine. It's just 15 seconds. Oh, guys, that's a trap. Don't, don't think like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, it ends up being like an hour. And you just watch yeah. all these videos. And the thing about me, I'll watch like one video five times because it's so funny. Yo, there goes how many? Like five minutes. You have guys. It's a stress. It's a trap. No, Don't do it. Trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, you see what you're saying about one hour. It's basically if you someone that's watching your Netflix episodes, you're watching a whole season in one day. 
that's way more hours than just that one hour so exactly an hour or your one episode and rather leave the episode for the day and do your one hour research or findings or whatever exactly and you know <laughs> i have rewatched a series <laughs> of 11 seasons three times so i will take note of that <laughs> advice <laughs> saying it out loud is so embarrassing i'm like your guys i mean i do have a life guys okay well not really because now we're level four so don't judge <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is okay my question to you is do you watch um when you are watching something are you like solely focused on just watching that thing or are you busy doing something else also uh, it honestly just depends Sometimes I watch it to fall asleep because then I get like nice and sleepy and I'm ready to go to bed. Or sometimes I just get it to like get my mind off of things because for like 20 or 40 minutes, I'm in the Dunphy family and modern family and I'm doing this and going there and watching the dog run across the street. And I'm just like, I just need my mind to relax and be lazy because during the day, it's like, it's work, 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 work. But, um, yeah, but still, it's not an excuse, guys. I watch too much. Mm-mm. It's not even like I'm trying out a new show, you know. I'm watching the same thing. I know what's going to happen. I know he's going to eat the cake. I know he's going to cheat on her. But I still watch it, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, so when you were actually now starting the business, you need to be like work out your finances or you're going to start a new bank account, registering, all of that. Do you feel like you had enough help or like there were enough resources that are relatable to a young person in South Africa starting a business. Because I know there's a lot of YouTube videos out there that are um, tailored towards American people. And they'll tell you about all these other funny things that you don't know exist. So how was that process? And do you feel like there's enough support and mentorship out there? Or do you feel like more needs to be done? Oh, okay. That's interesting. I haven't actually watched like any YouTube videos. Really? No, I haven't. I'm I'm really not a business-minded person. I think, I think why I started selling to people is just to literally give a piece of me to someone else. Oh wow! And also just for the pure joy of actually sewing because I enjoy it so much. The thing is, if I wasn't selling my items, I think they would just be year, you know, just sitting around here and. Mm. I wouldn't even wear them. I just make them for the fun of making them. Yeah. So I think that that's how it started. So I'm not a I'm not a business minded person. I haven't the only videos that I really watch are um, sewing tutorials or oh yeah some fun little different way of sewing something or you know something like that like a different like techniques or yeah. But I'm never watching I'm never watching business related videos or how to improve business or how to do all those types of things the only the only um learnings or findings from or let me not say findings or basically what i've learned in the business aspects aspect of things is basically through instagram like and oh, watching really? how other people advertise their businesses and just picking up off of that like how they market how they how they brand their products or how they um how they even just take pictures of their products mm. because that all adds to 
the aesthetic of your brand and also adds to um, people wanting to buy from you because people buy with their, their eyes. Yeah. You know, if something looks good and then you're going to want it, it's basically... You, it's how you, it's it's the same concept as you eat you eat with your eyes. If something doesn't look good, you're not gonna eat it. That's so true. If something looks good, if something looks good on a plate and it's well presented, you're gonna want to eat it. Mm. And it, it might not taste good, but it looks good, and that's why you try it. So that's that's basically all I've learned in on on the business side of things. Um, I did. Going back to assistance, um, I did go out there and try to get um, funding. Um, it is it is available for um, anyone and everyone. All you have to do is just if you really want to get funding, you will make it. You will make it work because the thing is they've got a, a whole criteria. They want to see what your business is, is about. They mm. want to see <clears throat> what your plans are for your business. And I mean, if you know all of those things, it it won't be easy. It won't be difficult. Sorry, it won't be difficult for you to go there and get funding, because you just go there and you pitch what your business is about, um, what you what you intend on doing, how you intend on doing things, um, and it's it's really not that difficult. There are there are ways of getting assistance out there, especially for someone that is unemployed. I know I'm employed. I am at a bit of an advantage yeah i won't say a massive advantage because the thing is i do have other responsibilities exactly yeah and that is why i've decided to not um go unemployed as yet um but especially for those that are unemployed there are those opportunities out there Mm. you just have to research and yeah and where did you go to, what kind of like institutions or organizations did you go to to apply for that kind of funding? Did you okay, Google so them or did you like, I don't know, read about them? Okay, so do you want me to put this on the, to mention them? I shouldn't think about that. I think it's fine I, because I, I mean, there, there might be entrepreneurs out there <laughs> that want to get funding, okay. I'm sure. Okay, so I basically <clears throat> went to um, NYDA, so that's the National Youth Development Agency. Oh, yes, they send us yeah. emails all the so time. So if you go there, um, and if you maybe, if you find yourself in the position that I am in, I am in and you're not um, successful in getting funding from them, they do offer um, other places Okay. Uh, that also offer funding that... Um, will assist you yeah so okay. i think start with them it's a good start and then you can always find out from them where else you can go. yeah but like yeah for me right now i'm just i'm just trying to find myself it's not easy but it's take a little bit out a month to to find myself mm. yeah. and it's worth it it's worth it yeah yeah no definitely so you know Knowing what you know now, the experiences that you've gone through and I guess any failures that you've had along the way, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to do something similar? Maybe not necessarily making accessories, but just wanting to start a business or wanting to start something new. Or maybe they have started something, but they're kind of in your position and they don't know whether they should... Um, you know, leave their stable job, like maybe when is the right time? When will you know, 
that it's the right time to maybe leave and scale? Okay, so I think, um, for, well, for someone, yeah, like you said, like for someone starting, someone in my position, I would say that um, I think the best time for me to make my business a whole day, like a full-time thing, and and leave my day job would be when I can see that I actually need help. Like, I need an employee. Because at the moment, I'm doing everything by myself. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm designing, I'm creating, I'm sewing, I'm packaging, I'm delivering, I'm doing everything. And I sure, think when it gets lot. Stage, it's a lot. I think when it gets to the stage where I realize, okay, now I, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't cope on my own anymore, and I need someone. And then I think that must be an indication of, oh, I'm, I'm probably doing way better than what I did back mm-hmm. then. So now is probably a good time to you know, take off and see where this thing goes. Yeah. That's that's basically my two cents, I would say. But it, it does um, make sense, though. You have to really, like, think about it and feel it and be like, okay, now this is an indication to make the next right move, not just wake up in the morning, I'm a business owner, quit everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see, that's the other thing. I think that's also where this, the scary part comes in a bit is that I know that I'm not a business-minded person like mm. i've never thought i've never had the thought of owning a company or yeah. anything like that so i think because i've never had those thoughts up to six months ago makes it even more scary like i that's yeah that makes it even more scary yeah. so i can't just can't just all of a sudden decide oh let me go into exactly 120 percent. and i think sometimes it's good to give yourself like I mean, I think it is an indication if you're getting offers to go in full time, it's an indication that you are doing something right. But I think it's important to have those milestones and say, you know, when I get to this point, we start reevaluating again. And if I still feel like it's not the right time, we make another um, uh, another milestone and see where are we now. And also just like just learning and receiving information from other people, watching other people. And I, th- I also like what you were saying about on Instagram, you learned a lot. And I think there's nothing wrong with being on social media. It's just what are you consuming? What are you, what are you spending time on? Um, exactly. Not me watching dogs and cats fighting and thinking that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> my priorities are not where they should be. <laughs> no, my <laughs> With, with animals. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, because I follow all these animal shelters and these pages, so every second post is just an animal. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny, you know? And I mean, you're a high guys. But then I sit there watching the same video and I send it to the same five people, and they're like, my dude, rest. Yeah. You need to rest. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. <laughs> Up because I did. There was a there was a lady on TV that I just caught a glimpse of, and what she was saying because I think the conversation was actually um, revolving around um, is can social media have its pros and what are its cons and all of that, and can it be good for you? Oh, or definitely bad for you. And she, and then I think um, what they concluded was that or the conclusion that they came to was that. It is solely based on you and what mm. you do on social media, who you follow on social media, yes. what you like on social media. Oh my goodness, it's yes. It's all up to you and you actually create um, <clears throat> create that um, scenery, 
Yeah. Um, I guess also that community that you like, who do you want to be surrounded by? Because that's what you'll be seeing. It's the same thing in real life. Like, where are you going to be all the time? Are you going to be sitting there at the corner shop doing funny things? Or are you going to be at webinars? Okay, guys, it's COVID. Please don't go anywhere. But like, you know what I mean? Who are you yeah. following and all the pages that you are looking at? Are you just following people so that you can have plus followers over there? And I think social media definitely has a lot of pros. And I think yeah. I, I live by the fact that too much of anything can sometimes be a bad thing. I mean, if you look at water, water is amazing. We have to drink. It's good for your skin. It's good for your digestive system, cleans out your system. But if you have too much water, like if you overdo it, your brain can swell and you'll die. Same thing with carrots. You'll die if you do funny things with them. You know, people doing funny eating competitions. You, can, I mean, okay, I, I learned this from 1,000 Ways to Die. I don't know if it's true, <laughs> but it makes sense because water expands. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think with what you're saying, it depends on what you're using it for and mm-hmm. what, you're surround, what kind of content you're taking in. So Any addiction is a bad addiction. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There is no good addiction. Mm-hmm. Like Raven or what was his name? Robin on Teen Titans. He he had too many avocados, yes. and then he turned into an avocado monster. Guys, oh. I'm gonna stop watching cartoons. This is so bad. I'm what 21 and I'm watching cartoons like every single day. Oh gosh, I should be watching like the watch, news. Like, Simpsons, Simpsons, and Adventure Time. And those no, The ones. Simpsons is too like adult like for me. <laughs> it is adult. Yeah. Adult <laughs> And, um, South Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. Adult cartoons. That's PG-13. I mean, PG-18. <laughs> ah, like, I keep it on Cartoon Network. If it's not Cartoon Network, you can miss me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, um, Andrea, this has been super fun. I've learned so much from you. I feel like I've laughed a lot, so I'm feeling super relaxed. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. Um, I really do appreciate it, and I've had so much fun. And I think the people that will listen to this will also learn a lot. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully they will. Um, and to everyone listening, thank you guys for taking the time out. Please do share it with everyone else, and be on the lookout for the next episode.